take my text tonight from Genesis 41, verse 32 to 36. Genesis 41, 32 to 36. And for that, the dream was double unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, and the land perish not through the famine. He says, so the first verse, and says, you know, it happened twice because God will surely bring it to pass. And tonight, I want to ask you, it will come to pass. Jesus is coming back soon. My question to you tonight is, are you ready? Are you prepared? Or will you be left behind? Maybe uh, you can't relate to that yet, what it means to be left behind or to leave somebody behind. You know, um, when... When I was younger, about Ransom's age, you know, I have a, uh, I call her Auntie. She was my grandma's sister. Uh, the only other fa- family member in uh, my family that I remember having some memory with, uh, doing things with, beside my parents. Uh, when we, um, you know, before we ran uh, out of our town there, uh, I remember you know, go and do stuff with her. Uh, one thing that she liked to take me to do was to go pick mango. And uh, sometime and when the river was high, she would put me on her shoulder. And, you know, she, and we would cross the river to go pick mangoes. And she would lift me up onto the tree to pick mango. So those were some good memory. And then when we ran, we, we stayed at this one area. You know, I told you before where I almost got, you know, got in a boat and float away. I don't know how long we were there, but uh, I remember, again, she was there with me, and I remember, you know, sometime we would, I would find grain of rice, pick when somebody, you know, cooked their rice and something left on the ground, me and her would just go and gather one by one each grain of rice, you know, to cook. But, um, you know, one day, uh, we had to leave. We had to pick up and leave from where we were at uh, by the river there. I remember just a lot of people just start running, so I'm sure the bad guys were coming uh, for us. So I remember just leaving, holding my uh, mom's hand, and my dad had my brothers and my sister in their hand. And um, I-, I looked back, I I didn't see her. So uh, as we keep going with the mass of people, you know, everybody's just trying to get away, trying to get ahead. Uh, after a while, I, I didn't see her again. And I asked my mom, said, hey, where's Auntie? Well. She's back there. Her leg is hurt. And so she couldn't travel as fast as we could. So um, they had to leave her behind. Uh, she was left behind. And I, I know my mom felt guilty because um, we never talk about it again. So even from refugee camp to refugee camp, um, I remember her going to ask people if she's seen her, you know. I even remember 
uh, one time in the Philippines, there was a, gr- a group of people meeting, and um, she went again and asked, hey, have, have you seen this person? Of course, nobody's seen. So, again, because of certain circumstances or whatever happened to her, she was left behind. And, you know, every now and then I, I, I think of her, you know, pray that, but this was many years ago, so, you know, um, I, I don't know what the outcome is. But, you know, for me, knowing that Jesus is coming back soon, if you're not ready, that's what it's going to be like when you're left behind, if you're not ready. So, you know, as Joseph preparing for the seventh plenteous year, for the bad years to come, we all know here that Jesus is coming soon. What are you doing to prepare for the coming of Jesus? If the Lord yeah, calls you home tonight, or if He returns, are you ready? You know, but uh, we all know if you've been to Sunday school just from the testimony tonight and uh, Sunday school today in church, we know that you have to have you have to repent and ask Jesus into your life, and you have to live that life. You can't just say that. I believe, you know, the Bible said the devil believe and tremble. You know, you can believe all you want, but if you have not changed, if you not have made a commitment to have uh, a repentance of your sin and have Christ in your life, you're not going to make it. You're going to be left behind. So t- tonight, I want to just go again, mention some stuff that you already know, and just a reminder why we do it. What are we prepare? What are we doing to prepare for Jesus coming again? Beside being saved. You know, be having life, uh, Christ in your life. Again, the primary or the beginner answer would be just read, pray, and go to church, right? Why do we read? We read to understand scriptures, the truth, so we don't listen to strange doctrines. Hebrew 13, 9. That's what uh, uh, the author warned us about. We, we read to know and understand the truth and the real gospel of Jesus Christ. Psalm 119, 9. Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know, there are many lies, strange lies, and strange doctrines out there. There are very skilled talker, very intelligent people that can persuade you, convince you to follow anything. There, um, there are many out there that are gifted with deceiving peoples. You know, if you don't read, if you don't study, you will believe, you will be persuaded to believe in a tainted gospel. You know. Uh, a wrong gospel. Yes, there is a wrong gospel. You know, uh, the, go- the watered-down gospel, you know, the pick-and-choose gospel, the gospel that says that Christ is not God, that he is just a man, the gospel that says there is no victory over sin, the gospel that says there is no hell. There are teachings out there that says that. The gospel that say that God will make you prosperous and wealthy if you follow him. The gospel that say that everything will be smooth sailing once you come to know Christ. The gospel, uh, these are wrong gospel. These are tainted gospel. And the worst one are the one that blend truth, a whole truth with little lies that make you tell you that, hey, you know, Jesus love you. Jesus is God. But then, you know, they, 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 they blend into some worldly thoughts or worldly way, worldly standard into your life, into the church. And the purpose of those, uh, their goal, their agenda, is not for you to know Christ or to come 
to know Christ or to be ready for Christ, but it's their own agenda to deceive you and for their own pockets. Maybe even that, that is their own purpose, um, is uh, to create their own kingdom and their own wealth and to deceive other with that. Yeah, Ephesians 4.14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed and to, tossed to and fro and carry about with, with every wind of doctrine that by the slave men and cun, cunning craftiness whereby there lie in wait to deceive. That's why we read and pray. Second Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. One more. Hebrew 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing unto the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. That's why you have to read. That's why you have to study the scripture. Because if you don't, you will be easily convinced. Again, there are many skilled talker, many intelligent people that can persuade you uh, to to lead in the wrong path or be- believe in the wrong gospel. And there's only one gospel in the whole truth, uh, right here, the Bible. Everything uh, um, from the beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation. If, like uh, we were talking in the, the men's class this morning in Colossians, where uh, when there's a reason why some want to add to the gospel or take it away from the gospel. They do that to justify what they want, yeah, to fit into their lifestyle instead of fitting our heart into the gospel of Jesus Christ. So besides reading, pray. Why we pray? Pray is a spiritual communication between God and man. You know, we pray to deepen our faith. We pray to understand God's will in our lives. We pray to draw closer to our God. God call us to pray. Pray should be active in our life, just like anything else. You know, if we work, you know, we live, we eat, prayer should be part of that. It should be active in every part of our life. First Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Colossians 4.2, you know, continue in prayer. Dev- devote yourself to prayer. Jesus prayed regularly. He often go find a quiet place to pray. Um, if we were to follow Jesus' example... We would do as he does. We pray, uh, you know, we pray for a purpose. We pray to get closer to God. We pray to know his will. Uh, we don't pray to get it done. You know, a lot of time I tell my children, uh, you know, when we tell them to go practice their instrument, I said, don't just practice to get it over with. You know, if we tell you to go practice for half an hour, just go, don't go practice. And, you know, that's not going to do you any good. You know, practice to learn something, practice to improve. Same thing with prayer. Pray for, pray with a purpose. Pray to, pray to seek God's will. Pray that what God will show you in your life, what you need to do at this moment or this moment in your life. Don't just prayer just to be seen or just prayer to get it over with or a certain time or when the organs stop or whatever. Pray for a purpose. Pray to seek God's will. You know, pray what God can show you in your life right now. He's always have a purpose in our life right now. If we seek, if we genuinely, genuinely seek and wants to know His will in our life, yeah. So, and then uh, pray allow us to worship and praise God. Prayer allow us to part participate in God's work. Prayer give us power over evil. Prayer keep us humble before God. 
And prayer strengthens the bond between believers. It does. It shows. Every time at the altar of prayer, in camp meeting, special meeting, it bond, it bond, it strengthened us. Yeah. And, uh, prayer take us to a higher plane with God. Prayer can succeed when, uh, where other means have failed. When all else fail, prayer works. You know, prayer is an act of obedience. We pray to know God. If we don't, we drift apart. That's a fact. Yeah. Just like any friendship, if you don't talk, communicate, communicate, you're going to drift apart. You're not going to know more or any about each other. So we pray to keep in tune with God. So read, pray, and go to church. And this is a tough one for most uh, people. I used to be, you know, younger also. Church, I mean, not, o- not only coming to church to hear you know, the preaching of God's word, but we come to, pr- to church to participate in corporate worship. Worshiping, you know, worshiping God alone is wonderful, but nothing can replace the beauty of coming together and the power of worshiping together in one spirit. Just like we heard the other day about, you know, the, the upper room. There's power in that. There's unity. There's oneness. There's great power. And, uh, coming together reveals faithfulness and unity. Um, in the process of worship, God communicate his presence to us. You know, Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpened iron, so one man sharpened the countenance of his friend. Again, as iron sharpened iron, one man sharpened another. You know, meeting regularly with other believers is a source of encouragement and strength. We stand stronger together than alone. We stay stronger together in Christ than alone. You know, Proverbs said, a strand of triple cord is not easily broken. I know there's a lot of excuses why some people don't come to church. I'm sure there's tournament games going on or things to do. Beautiful day, go walk in the park, stuff like that. But um, I never hear or too many testimony or never hear too many people that I talk to that, you know, man, I, I sure regret coming to church tonight. I sure regret coming to church Tuesday. You know, don't raise your hand if you do say that, you know, come talk to Brother Dave. But, uh, you know, but I do hear people regret saying that, you know, I wish I could have gone to church that day. I wish I could have gone to church that Friday night or Sunday night or Tuesday. I, I wish I could have gone to prayer meeting. You regret not going to come into church with other believer. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I read this story once about a, a pastor where he, uh, he started to notice in his church one of his member wasn't come to, to church anymore. So um, he, um, if I remember correctly, he's, he went to his house to visit him. So he went talk with him in front of our fireplace. He said, hey, what? Asking him, you know, we miss you at church. Uh, and, you know, the, the man told him, said, well, I, I don't need to go to church. You know, I'm here. God is here. I pray. I talk to God. Um, when he was saying that, you know, he in front of the prior place, he took the, the stick and took one of the log away from the rest of the fire. Soon as they talk, that uh, piece of log start to die down, the kinder uh, start to die down. So again, we come together to ignite the fire of the Spirit of God. We help encourage one another to stay strong with one another. If we stay alone, soon we're going to drift apart. 
soon that fire is going to die out. Because as people of God, we need one another. Again, coming to church is not about emotion and entertainment. But sure, I was sure blessed tonight with the, the, the great music and the, the, the special. But again, a lot of time teaching out there, you know, when you come to seek entertainment, you know, it's going to take entertainment to stay there. But if you come to seek God, you know, God's going to keep you here. God's going to keep you strong. Uh, we, we shouldn't expect um, to come and to, to church to get an emotional high, but we should come to church to expect spiritual high, you know, and God can give you that. Uh, we come to church to strengthen one another and to stay strong together. Um, we come to show church to worship God and our Savior together. We are one body. We are uh, one body in Christ. And we come to learn more about the gospel. And it's a, a gospel according to Jesus Christ. Um, look, we are living in chaotic time, lawless time, um, where... Many believe that rights are wrong, wrong is right. Um, peace is called violence, violence is called peace. Uh, we're living in a time where watered-down gospel, tainted gospel is being preached everywhere. And you don't have to take my word for it. I mean, you can talk to people at work, at school, even just out there. It just, everything goes. But that's why it's important for us to read and pray, to come to church and, and learn more, especially read uh, the whole Word of God. Again, there are many teachings out there that says everything is okay. Yeah, God, God will tolerate anything and everything. You know, God does not tolerate unrighteousness. God does not tolerate sin. You know, if He tolerate, uh, you know, sin separates us from God. If He tolerate sin, unrighteousness, He wouldn't destroy the world the first time. And save Noah. Um, cause sin destroy family, sin destroy lives, sin destroy churches. Um, again, if he tolerates sin, unrighteousness, he wouldn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, if he wouldn't, if he tolerates sin, he wouldn't have to chastise his people. Um, now, there are probably a myriad of reasons why, uh, one reason or another, you're not reading, or we're not reading, or somebody's not reading, or praying continually, or have active prayer in your life. Uh, I'm sure there's many reasons for not coming to church. Um, I'm sure these reasons are justify, justifiable in your mind, in your eyes, but, you know, God called us uh, to, uh, to be together, forsake not gathering with one another. Uh, we should pray often. Again, because we can draw, uh, draw closer to Him, we should go to church often because His Word tells us so. Now, again, see, in closing, my question tonight for you is, are you prepared to meet God? When I was uh, selling the book door-to-door, -door, one of our motto was, you know, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. So, um, tonight... If you prepare not to meet Jesus, if you're not prepared to meet Jesus, you already prepare to be left behind. You know, when I was in Tacoma, our church, they, they play a video on those projector thing. There's a, the movie, I think it was Left Behind. And that song, uh, you know, I love that song. I always stuck. You know, it says, uh, there's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. So tonight, 
are you ready or will you be left behind? And I know all of us has family members that are not saved, that need to be saved. You know, pray that God would guide you and direct you to be a witness to that family, uh, to allow that family to, to, to be a light for, uh, of Christ for that person to come know. Because again, you know, you hear all the time, Jesus is coming soon. I believe that Jesus is coming soon. I'm excited. I'm ready. But at the same time, I'm sad for those I know of people that are going to be left behind. So tonight, let's be prepared to take many or to encourage as many as possible that we know to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. So the altar is open for prayer.